It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk covering your winning Houston Texans. As As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with John, some sports guy Hickman. Of course, you can always check us out. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Megaphone, the whole nine. And, uh, you know, today is... You can't really give to today just too much credit, but damn it, (laughs) Cody, listeners, whether you are in the car by the time you hear this, uh, the kids are out of school today, so maybe you're having a a kid day with your family, you just want to you know, kind of catch up and see what's going on and listen to us. The Texans really show that um, they are the better team. Most definitely. With today being Monday, of course, you guys know we're going to stick with the theme. We're going to give you guys our notes and our analysts of the Texans win against the Chiefs. And um, it, that's basically the show right there. Um, the offense, defense. Offense, what, what defense. Where you want to start first? You know, honestly, I want to start right with the defense because – when you look at what you do to stop the number one offense in the league, you have to give them credit. Hmm. And, you know, guys, I just want to say this. Here's a couple of things that you have to account for the defense, which I'll talk about with the offense and what they were able to do. But the first thing, after the Chiefs touched down in the third quarter with 630 remaining, they only ran six more plays for negative three yards. And the game-changing strip uh, sack fumble by Charles Onimihu, that changed the entire makeup of the game. At that point, it seemed like the Chiefs were just out of it. They didn't have no no more juice. They didn't have everything. The mojo wasn't working for them. And, you know, kudos and credit from a guy who has came a long way. This guy was getting flack in rookie minicamps to <laughs> starting and playing a big game yesterday, especially with Jonathan Joseph out. Lonnie Johnson Jr. really came to play yesterday. Later this, later on in the week, I have more analysis on him specifically. But he came to play yesterday. Before Roby went out, Roby was playing lights out. They wasn't even throwing to his side for the majority of the game. You know, the defense did that thing. And part of that defense that you're talking about is the secondary alone. And, John, other than the first quarter when the yeah, Chiefs big, came out yeah, and, you know, stomped the Texans, I, I thought it was over. You know, they was down 17-3. to three. You know, Patrick Mahomes was the first drive of the game. Um, he hit Tyreek Hill for a beautiful touchdown play. It it. Other Texans than came back out and fumbled the ball. Yeah, Texans came. But, a lot was going on. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about the rest of that later. But, John, after that first quarter, the Texans secondary literally, 
literally locked down and played tremendous defense. They did not give up no 100 receiving yards to any of their receivers. The only person who got close was Tyreek Hill. He only had 80 yards to five receptions. In total, they only and gave up. That was in, after that play alone. Exactly, because that was, what, 80 yards right there? And to, to make matters even better for the Houston Texans secondary, they only gave up 273 receiving yards. So once again, John, it, it seems like this Houston Texans secondary defense is really trending in the right direction. I know you and other guys have been opposed to me saying that, but at the end of the day, you have to start giving credit where credit is due. Initially, I, I mean, not opposed. I just didn't see it, I guess, as early as you did because I was you know, kind of focusing on a different aspect of this team. But the performance they put on yesterday against, yes, he's been a, a hobbling Kansas City Chiefs the quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the star. That left ankle is really bothering him. Uh, however, he's on the field. He has to play. He has to produce. He, he was able to do this the last couple of weeks. He went on and they did their job. And not only that, I'm glad that you mentioned Patrick Mahomes because not only do you have to talk about the Texans secondary, you also got to talk about that front seven. That front depth, that front seven did a tremendous job pressuring Patrick Mahomes. This is the first time this season that Patrick Mahomes did not throw for over 300 yards. This is also his first time in the season when he threw a pick. That that too. That that Texans front seven, I know the ankle had something to do with it because you can tell, especially in the second half, that he wasn't 100%. Yeah, but any weight on it. The, the, the pressure that J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless and all the rest of those guys gave Patrick Mahomes, took him out of character. I mean, I saw that guy throw balls. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, and on top of that, you know, we went against – Sunday's game was a, a funny game because Rankin was traded for high, <laughs> and then Matthew signed there in the in the offseason. So there were a reunion of sorts of players who played for the former teams. And earlier in the week, Honey Badger came out and said, I, I know this coach, he's going to try to attack me, so I have to be ready. And I mentioned how the swap for Gibson, who we got for cheap, was actually better for the Houston Texans. And, you know, just all around credit is due. Travis Kelsey only had 58 catches, 58 yards yesterday on four catches. He didn't hurt us in the passing game. Hartman only had four catches for 45 yards. Robinson was a non factor. So I mentioned. That we cannot, I don't know if you got, if you remember, uh, but the Thursday show, I mentioned that how we cannot allow guys to kill us that shouldn't kill us. Mm -hmm. Like the Hardman, like the Robinson. Well, they were non-existent. Tyreek Hill, his first game back, he did have two touchdowns, that big one, the big play that he caught uh, over the top and then the five-yard touchdown. So he, he was going to get open. He's going to do his thing. But we couldn't allow other guys to kill us and make this game uh, what it shouldn't have been. And honestly, the 31-24, let's take into account that we were full of dropped three touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins also dropped a touchdown. So this offense was clicking it on all cylinders, and we see the one passing touchdown, two interceptions for Watson. He did run for two touchdowns, but he shot on the ground. <laughs> but that one touchdown could easily be four or five. He came to play, but our defense shutting up that offense Oh, by the way, that Russian defense that we have here in Houston, another week of only allowing 55 rushing yards. 
total. Total. And to piggyback where you left off earlier on guys who we cannot allow to beat us, the one guy that I was a little bit concerned of was LaShawn McCoy. John, eight carries, 44 yards. Nothing. And majority of that came off of that big, what was it, 20 to 30 rushing yards he had in the first half? Yeah. So once again, man, shout out to the Texans defense. As as a whole, the, the front seven, the, the secondary. Romeo Cornell in D.C. and you know, this is the best game he's DC'd in a while. Um, and they really got these guys prepared. And the reason why, I, you know, we always shout out the players when things go right. Uh, and we can kind of forget about coordinators. But the reason mm-hmm. why I have to give Cornell his due diligence, Roby went out yesterday. There was no Jonathan Joseph. We, we hadn't seen Xavier Crawford on the field this season. But... Philip Gaines got on the field, and this is a guy who also played for the Chiefs. This is a guy who, I remember the funny stat, there was maybe like five catches allowed on him in one game, and they were all over for for, for 200-plus yards. So this is a guy who struggled in this league, and he played good yesterday. We talked about it a little bit in this segment, but we have a lot of good stuff we have to say about the Houston Texans offense. Um, But before we get into that, I have to tell you guys about Peloton. Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to Peloton.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. And I also want to let you guys know how great Gibson has been working out for us the Texans threw six games against tight ends, 23 catches, 209 yards, zero touchdowns. That's 3.8 per receptions, only 34.8 per game. In that time span, the Texans have faced Travis Kelsey, Austin Hooper, Greg Olson, Jared Cook. This was the right move for the Houston Texans, and it continues to pay off. I definitely forgot to tell you guys the Kansas City Chiefs possession breakdown. And I'm I'm excited to tell you guys this because it, it only gives you more insight of how great this defense played yesterday. They opened up the game with a TD to Tyreek Hill. Then a field goal. Then another TD. After that, interception, the Gibson one, that almost was... Overturned, missed field goal, a fumble, halftime, TD, punt, punt. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That team played lights out on defense yesterday. Now for the offense. I would like to say the offense played a little defense out of, of themselves. They did. They did. The one thing the offense did to play defense is they kept the ball. They kept the ball. (laughs) Here's a breakdown for that. T.O.P. 
by possession for Kansas City. First quarter, 8 minutes, 50 seconds. Second, 525. Third, 429. Fourth quarter, the money quarter, 1 minute, 25 seconds. And that's all due to the Houston Texans just completely running over the Kansas City Chiefs. And I literally mean running. Rush for 192 yards, three touchdowns, two of those a pair. They go to Deshaun Watson. Carlos Hyde, he also ran one in. Like I said, a huge redemption game for Carlos Hyde, who had 116 on the ground, averaged 4.5 a carry and one touchdown. He was tremendous in that running game. And going into the, yesterday's game, that was the whole key for us. The key for us, for me, and no matter what football game, it's always going to be time of possession. The more you control the ball, the more opportunities you have to score, whether it's seven or three. By the way, we have to find a new kicker. That's it. No, oh, we Fair, have to. Fairbairn is done. <laughs> he is done. That 34 points I predicted could happen and more. If he didn't miss those field goals, uh, he, he's done. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that because we won. Now, if yesterday would have been a different outcome, and if it would have came down to those, if we would have just had three, oh, this would be a totally different talk. But he's done. Back to the run game. When you run the ball effectively in this league, great things can happen. Great things can happen. And great things did happen. Also, I discussed it with the Texans Wire. Cody, listeners, that this was a perfect game for the tight ends to shine. And shine they did. Six catches, 69 yards for Fells. He played a tremendous game. Atkins, three catches for 39 yards. They combined for over 100 yards on the day. This entire makeup of this team just really, really stood out yesterday. And it proved to me before I even tell you who had the best offensive game yesterday, it proves to me that I tweeted it because I had to correct myself. I said this Houston Texas team is talented or just as talented or if not somewhere around the Kansas City Chiefs. And I thought to myself, I was only looking at skill position. Now, yesterday they were without Sammy Watkins. We were without Kenny Stills. So even now, a little bit, maybe, considering all that they have been working for him. But the Houston Texans offensive line, before Howard went down, was playing one band, one sound. Even when Howard went down, they trusted Johnson to come in and fill his role. Johnson had a good game. But you know who shined the most in me yesterday? Max Sharpen stood out to me more than anybody else on that field. Why? Because we rushed for almost 200 yards. And he, at that guard position, was a huge part of that. Whether it was pulling, I saw him pull four times in a row during the game. Whether it was that or whether it was just going straight up, he dominated. He created those creases for his running backs and for his quarterback. He created those holes, and he got the job done. I talk a lot of crap about gangs and the job he did at GM while he was here. But yesterday, the two gang guys that were drafted, well, the three the three gang guys that were drafted, Howard before he went down, he's been playing tremendous all season. Lonnie Johnson and his progression week in week, and yesterday it showed that 
I have the, the speed to stride with the receivers, and I have the length to knock down balls. And Max Sharpen had a great coming out party. And by the way, he's been playing really well this entire game, season when he's on the field. Had his hiccups. Of course, he's a rookie lineman in this league in the AFC where you have to face so many different D linemen. But yesterday, whether it was pulling, whether it was uh, pulling through the B gap, pulling to the end or like on a cross bucks play, whether it was just a, a lead, it doesn't matter. He showed out yesterday. They have him a guard for the future. This offensive line is set for the future. My biggest takeaway from this game is something that I have been waiting to see ever since forever. And I'm talking about a Houston Texans team who can keep their composure when their backs are against the wall. We talked about it in the first segment. The first part of this game, matter of fact, just the first quarter of this game was not looking too well for the Houston Texans. I mean, right off the bat, they gave up a 46-yard touchdown play, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. You mentioned the fumble from Carlos Hyde. They they scored three points off of that. Fairbear, thankfully, kicked the field goal. And then, you, you know, the, Patrick Mahomes connects with Damian Williams. And next thing you know, the end of the first quarter, you're already down 17-3. This isn't a regular team who, okay, you gave up 17 points in the first quarter. You be, They'd be lucky if they score at least three or, or seven more points. No, this is a team who can light you up for 40 to 50 points. Yeah. We have Oakland, seen it. They dropped 28 in one quarter we, against Oakland. Exactly. We have seen it time and time again from the Kansas City Chiefs. But with their back up against the wall early in the game, Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson, and the entire Houston Texans offense and defense Kept their composure. Second quarter, they got themselves together. They scored 20 points. And at halftime, there was up 23 to 17. They kept their composure. This is something big that I needed to see and that the Texans themselves needed to see. They did not get out of character. You can tell from the opening tip-off, even though he fumbled the ball, that it was their game plan to keep the ball and run the ball as much as possible to keep that offense off the field. You look at everything that Deshaun Watson had done, even even late in the fourth quarter when they was down, the the, the touchdown that Deshaun Watson made going off against the two-point conversion when he hit DeAndre Hopkins, you can still tell they had their composure. Even when they reached the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter, you saw a great coaching play from Bill O'Brien who decided to go for it on fourth down he went for it his team kept their composure they did not freak out they did not try to do no stupid trick play like they try to do sometimes they kept the game plan they threw the ball got the first down and they was able to come away with the victory i like what i saw this was the first time that i could actually say the houston texans kept their composure and that is the biggest takeaway of this game well i wouldn't you know Keeping their composure, I think I've seen it. You know, they kept their composure against uh, the Jags. It just was the performance. That wasn't a po- com- they, that they, was just a trash game that they just lucky to get away. That that was no nail biting. Well, oh my did, god, they, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? That wasn't. That, that was just two trash teams that particular uh, day. I feel like they faced adversity in the Chargers game, but both I would give you teams, that. But at the same time, both of those teams are not the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. The adversity. Okay, I would give you that. You can say that they face adversity against the Jaguars, which I don't agree with, and against the Los Angeles Chargers. I agree with that. But both of those teams are not the Kansas City Chiefs. Just like I said, if they come out and score 17 points, 
there's a good possibility chance they're going to get at least a field goal or another touchdown after that. This is a team, like you just mentioned, scored 28 points in one quarter. This is a team who can light you up big time. That's the type of adversity I'm talking about. When it comes to big teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, this is the type of win, a statement game, just like I said last week. Well, I don't think this was a statement game. It's not? I don't, I, this was For me, this was not a statement. I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to say that. For me, this was not a statement game. They needed to beat the Chiefs in order to be considered a potential good threat in the AFC. Well, this uh, Here's why I don't think it was a statement game. And they did it in the Arrowhead. Because I don't think this team is better than the Houston Texans. I don't. I do not at all. I think when we look at the, at the team from the organization, front office, coaching staff on down, yeah, you can say that. Of course, the front office. We didn't. Have, we still really don't have one. But the head coaching for Bill O'Brien that was a statement because he, along with Kelly, they called great plays. The play calling for the last two weeks has been. What Texans fans have been wanting since the Sharp era. Let's get out of the, the predictable. Let's get out of the, the vanilla. Let's, and for the last two weeks, my favorite play I've been seeing is the running back, the quarterback option to either give it to the running back or throw it to the tight end. And we've started a couple times yesterday, and then a couple of those called back because of ineligible man downfield. That's something we have to work on, just discipline of the linemen. But the rest of the makeup with this team, we're more talented than them at receiver. Especially, they didn't even get the full strength because Fuller dropped how many touchdowns left? How many yards on the field? Hopkins also dropped the touchdown. So I think we're talented them, more talented than they are at receiver. I think we're definitely more talented than them at the running. That's not even a question right now. Yeah, they have McCoy, but that's not the McCoy we know. And what makes it Worse for them and better for us, we're definitely more talented than them at the offensive line position. I think this team is more talented than them. Don't get me started on defense. So this wasn't a statement win for me. It wasn't because I can't say this was a statement win, but also in the same breath say you were a better team. I think they just went out and did what they're supposed to do every week. And for the last two weeks, they've done it. I do not agree with you. I believe this is a statement game. You might be right that they are talented. And I 100% agree with you that they are talented. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a team in the Kansas City Chiefs. You take a look at their record the last two seasons. You take a look at everything they have that they have done. Patrick Mahomes, MVP, 50, 50 touchdowns. What was it? Five Over 5,000 and something passing yards. You're talking about a team who can light any team up any given day. And coming into the season... Every outside of New England Patriots, every single team, every single analyst had the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Super Bowl in Miami. I just believe that this is a game to where the Houston Texans say, hey, everything they did was nice. But at the end of the day, we are here and we are just as talented or even better than the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people did not have the Houston Texans on their radar. Every single analyst is going to be like, man, the Houston Texans really got a chance to make the Super Bowl. I guarantee. This is why I say it was a statement game. They put the league on notice that, hey, guys down here in Houston, we we, we not playing. We not playing. In any sense, they got the job done. And to see that team be the team that everybody – Thought was invincible, and for the last couple that's what weeks, I'm saying. I mean, but for the last couple of weeks, the shrink in their armor have been tested. Hmm. They cannot stop the run. Maybe they just don't do well in AFC South teams. 
They cannot stop the run. And then and then another another thing that I loved about this game, and the reason why I believe this will be a pinpoint win for the Texans, they did it in Arrowhead Stadium. It might have been a little bit different than they did in the NRG, but they did it on the road in one of the toughest stadiums to play in. And they also did it without Joseph, without Roby, who they lost, and without Howard, who they lost. Those two guys did not finish the game. Again, whether it was a statement winner or not, they got the job done. And for a team that had struggled with getting the job done, whether it was against the Saints, whether it was against the Panthers, what else do you want from them? Well, we've always said we just wanted more. And sometimes, guys, you need more. We need more. So let's talk about sex. The good sex. The sex you need more of. Remember the days where you were always ready to go? You get up in age, sometimes it's not going to happen like that. I get it. You got a sports show to do. You got to drop your kids off. You got errands to run. But now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color. Chew like what you can do with the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Just want to let you guys know that Bluetooth is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. No way to get in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, special promo code is MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texas. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back, everybody. This is just an exciting Monday show, man. I just the fact that a lot of you know Texas fans overreact a lot, and I get it. You have all this talent, and when it doesn't pan out, it's okay to get upset, but you can't really get upset anymore. Shout out, kudos to Bill O'Brien in amazing play calling, head coaching duties. He's he's performed in the last couple of weeks. Speaking of Bill O'Brien. We do know that Titus Howard, our first-round draft pick, he did go down yesterday with a knee injury. They asked Bill O'Brien about it. Uh, and all he had to say was, just from what he saw after the game and what he heard, it looked worse than it actually was. They'll have to wait and see, but hopefully they'll get him back at some time. He's played some really good football for the Texans, and they'll have more information about that at a later time. So he went down, Roby went down, but it looked like Roby will be okay. Hopefully we can get Jonathan Joseph back heading into next week's game. So the Houston Texans and injuries, uh, you hate to see it, but one thing we were able to see was they have guys to fill those positions and roles when you have to step up. I am John, some sports guy. You can always find me on Twitter, at some sports guy. 
Again, that is at some sports guy with two eyes across from me today. Always Cody Davidson. You can find me on Twitter at Cody C O T Y D V I S underscore 24. Shout out to the Houston Astros. They tied the series in a Correa. <laughs> My Correa with a nice home run in the game. How many of those people who went to the game last night woke up for work on time? Probably not a lot. Well, I mean, it was a today is technically a holiday for some people. That's technically, technically, yeah. But I'm, even if it was or wasn't, a lot of those guys wasn't waking up <laughs> to go to work this morning. Word from the wise before we get out of here. You know, this is Texan inspired. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Just go out there and do it. Locked on Texans, your daily Texans talk. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.